Okay, welcome, 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 welcome back to part two of Change Assessment Management. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed, and thank you for joining this podcast. I tell you, I it is just amazing what, what God does, and I, I'm just happy to be talking to you right now. It, it means a lot to me. Your time is very precious, so spending it with me just means everything. Now, I stopped on the previous podcast about... How has your change how has your prayer life changed within the last year? Is it any different and um this particular change assessment management I call it change assessment because I want you to go back and review um your life as far as your expectations for changing your life and management it means how much are you going to manage this going forward take authority of your life and things that uh, take responsibility accountability manage your life manage your everything about your relationship with the holy spirit so that's why i call it change assessment management now has your prayer life changed any and yeah, I don't even know how you can listen to, I mean, I, I stress that so much in all five seasons of my podcast, my, just a, a, the importance of a prayer life. And even and if you've been following this, you will see the change in me because my prayer life has certainly changed. I will tell you, I started out when I first started these podcasts, I think I started out praying. I was praying probably 20 to 30 minutes, um, in the mornings at 5.30, and I was living in Georgia. And now, oh, Lord, I spend baseline an hour in prayer, praying in the Spirit. But that's baseline. It could be more. Um, I try not to let it go less, but baseline meaning I spend a lot of time throughout the day praying. A lot, a lot, a lot of waking time praying. Um and so with that, my life has changed and I've even changed states. So you, you will not under any circumstances stay the same when you're carving out that time. And I know my entire season, the last season focused on this, but you will not stay the same if you're carving out that time to spend with the Holy Spirit. And I hear so many Christians say, yeah, that's important. Yeah, you're right. You got, and then they're very passive about doing, it. oh, they do a little bit on Tuesday and they may not even do any more until, okay, I got a little encouraged to do it Sunday at the church. And, you know, I had a mentor one time tell me when I first started fasting, she said, Cordelia, if your fast don't mean anything to you, it don't mean anything to him. And I was like, oh my God. And she was so right. Cause there were some times when I first started fasting that I, I felt like I just, I didn't want to keep doing it cause I wanted to eat. And that was just a mental thing. That's because I was just so hungry. But I just, oh my God, you, I, I can't stop eating right now. And so with that, I didn't see anything happen. But when I got serious about it and I started fasting, boy, the the amazing things that God did was was just wonderful. And that's how you get things done. So I take it very seriously. So even now, when it comes to your prayer, you know, at this point in my life, um, and I use myself as an example, again, because this is very safe. I'll use someone else as an example when I get that idea, but I like to brag on the Holy Spirit. When I'm praying in the morning, my, my room just becomes this area in a very active, noticeable, obvious area for angel, angelic activity. You know, you know, I, I can't even begin to explain to you how how much things happen in my room when I'm praying at 4.30 in the morning. 
Something always makes a noise to know to let me know that the angels are there. Something that should not be making a noise. Now, when I say make a noise, I'm not talking about anything frightening or scary or demonic. I'm talking about a warm, comforting feeling. Okay. I want to make sure I express that because people get really freaked out when they hear things like that. When you don't understand the supernatural, even understand God's word. But remember, God dwells in the supernatural. So I want to make sure I say that. I don't want my life to be any different because I love this. Now, I say that because this is my appointed time that, you know, just the covenant time that I have with the Holy Spirit. I will not break it. But if I find myself that I just did not get up at 430 and it happened to happen a couple of mornings in a row, and I've already told you I have that kind of angelic activity or just waking up and, and seeing angels standing over me. Somebody like me that's had that experience don't have any business praying less. OK, because what happens is the other side starts to try to come in and that's terrible and you don't want that to happen. All right. But that's what happens. The enemy feels like, oh, now I got a little doorway open. Maybe I can get in. No, he can't. And we're not I'm not going to let him. So my prayer life is very, 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 very is detrimental to the calling I have on my life and detrimental to even what I'm doing right now, speaking to you and detrimental to who I am and why God has placed me here on this earth. And I am no exception because it's the same thing for you. So I, I, I just want to make sure you feel encouraged to, to do something active with your prayer life on a consistent basis. Because he's, he will start showing you his consistency and showing you who he is and invite you into that supernatural realm. And you'll find yourself in an area of life that you love and engulf so much. I would not change this for nothing. Okay. I literally, because of my prayer life, I see better with my eyes closed. I see the unseen and that's exactly what I love. I love that. I wouldn't change that for nothing. I see the things that God wants to show me about his will, his plans and what I can do physically in the body of Christ because it's not about me. It's about God's people. So I love, I love when I start praying in the morning and I close my eyes and then the entire world of supernatural opens up to me particularly what God wants me to see and what he wants to show me, okay? Because there's so much out there, I, I could not even be, begin to, it would be too much, okay? So I only what he wants to show me and what's in his will for me to do and to see with my spiritual eyes. So prayer is something that you have to do, especially when you're in God's word. Because once you get into his word, you'll start reading about how um, all of the saints that were in the Bible, when they prayed and talked to God, how literally God would take them up into the spirit. Now, I, that's critical. That's critical, especially during these times. All right. Because even then, it's so much easier to walk that walk and see that you're not. You're only in the world. You're not of the world. All right. So remember... As God's people, as people who are saved, as people who walk with the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit, we play by a different set of rules than the rest of the world. And we will only know those rules through prayer and God's word, guidance with the Holy Spirit, that relationship with the Holy Spirit. God created man so that he would fellowship and be in constant communication so that man can be in constant communication with him. So your prayer is vital. If a person has no prayer life, the world has them. The devil has them. It's just that simple. And you can turn on the TV and you can definitely confirm what I just said. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love this because um, 
I just, I love encouraging people and, you know, you got to come back and take an active assessment of your life. And, you know, I did not realize how many people I had in my life that were not changing that, you know, which brings me to my next question. Um, are you handling things different today than you were six months ago or last year? You know, and this is what I just in that example I gave you, this person, I had met that person probably four or five years ago and they were angry about something that happened to them when I met them. And that situation had happened to them, you know, probably months before we met and they were still angry about it for a while. And if the fact that they're still dealing with life the same way they did five years ago, and this is a Christian that knows who the Holy Spirit is and knows God's word. To me, that's that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Why? Because God's word said so. God's word is clear about growing in faith, growing spiritually in faith and everything. It's clear about that. You know, when we have these things, when we understand who God is and we're changing, you'll see change in your in your spiritual life, not only with just the promotion, but just prosperity. You know, increasing in every area of your life. And people see that on you. And you see it on yourself. You should look in the mirror and see a different person today than you saw last year. Now, what do I mean by that? Did you... (laughs) People say, oh, wait a minute, I'm the same person. What I'm saying is, when you look in the mirror, there should be something that sticks out to you that's a little different. The expression on your face. The glory in your eyes that reflects the Holy Spirit. Something, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Something's got to be different when you're walking with the Spirit and you're praying and you're dealing with things differently. Uh, I remember the first time I heard a pastor say, life is, uh, let's see, make sure I get this right. 90% of how you deal with it and 10% of what happens to you. And most of us live our life the opposite we become victims of our circumstances and we're dealing with things the same way. Um, I knew someone, this is, this describes a lot of people. So this is why I'm going to use this example. I knew a lady who was married to a man who cheated on her and um, got outside kids. And she was, she always brought it up while they were married, always threw it in his face. You know, now why she stayed married, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And the reason why I'm saying I don't know is because this person I clearly did not have the Holy Spirit and they stayed married for whatever reason. All right. So sometimes I can see why people stay married in infidelity because they're led by the Holy Spirit and they walk together and that person becomes saved and they change and everybody changes. That person, everybody forgives each other and life becomes better. But when you don't have the Holy Spirit and you're not able to forgive and you stay in a marriage where something like that occurs, and you don't grow and you want to make sure that person doesn't grow because you want to throw in their face what happens to them. I, I don't know why that happens. I don't I don't understand that. And I'm not telling you this because I want you to understand it. I'm telling you what happens when you don't deal with things on a different level with the Holy Spirit. They kept throwing in, the, in that person's face. And for years, and this person was married to this person for a very long time. Now, I'm thinking the more they threw it in the person's face, the more the person probably went out and did those things too. That's how that person handled That's how the man handled it. And finally, at some point, the man dies. And all of a sudden, magically, he's forgiven. Magically. You know, I, it, you know what happens? Because you don't realize what that person means to you. 
you don't realize that person life is just such a gift to you. And you're so focused on what's bad. And then because you, when that person dies, something has happened. You realize you got to do something. You know how? Because that person's died. Now you got to deal with the death. And the only way you know, because this person was a, is a Christian, you have to deal with that person's death with Jesus. That's the only way you're going to be able to handle it. And just everything in that person becomes so wonderful. Oh my God, this person was the best. And that's how it should have been while that person was alive. Because when you were should have forgiven them, Okay, you can only do it with Jesus. But when you don't have the Holy Spirit, that person didn't know how. So that's why I want to introduce to you this whole subject of are you handling things different than you were before? And it kind of goes with that forgiveness thing. You know, um, this is important. This is critical as a Christian. This is critical as a believer. This is critical because you cannot read God's word and stay the same and deal with things the same way. You're going to start dealing with things a whole lot differently. Every time when the word gets in you, the word comes out of you. And when the word starts to come out of you, you handle things totally, totally on a different level than you were before. The things that, you know, I used to have a, um, I've never been a person that was quick to anger, but when I, what, when I did get angry, um, uh, it just wasn't pretty. And I didn't like it because we had, I told you I grew up in the, on the, before another podcast that I grew up with rage in our household. And I was just, I mean, usually with people that make me this angry, somebody that's really close to me, somebody that I felt that should have known better because you want justice, you know. And so, you know, with that said, I find myself with zero rage nowadays. Zero, zero rage, which is just amazing. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. You know, because the enemy, if he knows that you have a weakness, he's going to do something to cause it. So, of course, I find myself getting situations that make me angry. Of course, of course, probably more than the average person. I mean, because the enemy is so petty with the way he does things when trying to get you to be that way. Um, Because of the calling on my life, I'm pretty sure is more than the average person. I'm pretty sure of that. And so do I get angry? Of course, I get angry. I feel it deeply, but it doesn't stay, though. It, it just rolls off my back. It's like, okay, you know, and then the, the Holy Spirit kicks in and I learned to smile. So no one would ever know, but me and the Holy Spirit, that this some situation made me angry. I learned to smile. And with that said, by the time I smile and do what the Holy Spirit says, the situation changes. I kid you not. It's amazing how that works. That's what I'm talking about supernaturally. And don't forget praying. I do pray and bring in the Holy Spirit under my breath with the Holy Spirit, in the secret closet, whenever I can. But it changes. I mean, most of the time, and if I'm getting angry about something, it changes right before my eyes. It really does. And that's the most amazing thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, so then I really do feel my smile. So, I, I, you know, it's not a fake smile. You know, I smile at the Holy Spirit, okay, smile. And then it's okay. Now I really feel that joy and gladness because God did something amazing. And you don't, nothing. I don't let the devil kill the joy coming from my spirit. So I'm saying this because that means I'm dealing with things differently than I was before. And, you know, I'm, I'm, that's something I'm very proud of. I'm very proud the Holy Spirit has done that for my life. I mean, even the situations that I just told you about, did I feel anger with that person for getting angry with me, whom I felt was, which I felt was for no reason, of course, of course, because that's what the enemy wanted. But it was like, okay, oh, well, that's your problem. And I pray that you are able to forgive. And so 
do I feel angry when I did I feel angry with the persecution I talked about on my previous podcast? Yes, big time. But it rolled off my back, too. And I smiled. And guess what? It changed right before my eyes and people can see the authority on you. So I want you to understand dealing with things differently as time goes on, as you get more of God's word in you, as you pray more, you spend time with the Holy Spirit. It's critical to your success and your promotion of who you are, your spiritual promotion and of who you are as a person, because people start to see that on you and it starts changing. And the more you praying, the more you start praying, the more that change occurs when you are expecting it, the faster it occurs when in the example that I just gave you. So let's start dealing with things a little different. Right. You know, um, have you learned anything new about God? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Have you learned anything new about the Godhead? You know, that's a very different question. And, you know, I know that I have other questions that kind of go in. All these questions are intertwined together. But I'm asking you this because I know that there are people of all different denominations listening to this podcast. And I remember the first time I heard the term Godhead, I was cluelessly ignorant of what the heck. Why was someone saying Godhead? I didn't even understand it. I didn't even know what they were talking about. Like, what's the difference between the Godhead and God? Isn't it just God? Well, truth is, yes, it is. But when I say the Godhead, it's Jesus. You know, where is Jesus in heaven? Is he's at the right hand of God? God sits on the throne. Who is the Holy Spirit? And why is the Holy Spirit there? Why do we need to talk about the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit is God's spirit. And that's the spirit that comes off, off to you that's in you, that's waking up things inside of you when, when you become aware of it inside of you. So that's why it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God never gets off the throne. He sits there and sends his Holy Spirit out to, and he's omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere all the time. How is that possible? Well, through the Holy Spirit. See, if you didn't know that before, now you know something new now. So have you learned anything new about the Godhead? Because when you learn something new about the Godhead, Everything changes. It's like an enlightenment. You know God more. Know him. Getting to know him. That means you truly have a heart for everything that God has placed you here on this earth for because you're knowing him more. That's important. Now, how do you learn about the Godhead? Well, this is not a trick question. It's in the Bible. You know, get a version of the Bible that you can understand if you have a hard time understanding the King James Version. Or when you read the King James Version, just say, in the name of Jesus, I will understand this because the Holy Spirit is in me. And the Holy Spirit will explain it to me. And he clearly does. All right? And you can always go to the Amplified Version. All right? So I pray that you have the tools of everything that you need to understand who the Godhead is and get to know God. That's why we're here. And when you find that out, you really find out your specific task. You know, I have a um, a friend one time that had this Bible. And I love the way her Bible explained things. Well, I was going through some books that I had and found out I had the exact same Bible and had no idea. <laughs> In other words, my prayer had been, God, give me everything I need to get to know you better. Okay, that was a prayer before. For God, I prayed that prayer because I pray, you pray many prayers. And then I look down on the bookshelf and see the exact same Bible she had. I have. 
that explains things that are so. And this person's not even in my life anymore. Imagine that. He's like, okay. So maybe she, one of her reasons for being in my life was that I will know that that Bible existed. And this was just the inspiration of the Bible. And, you know, she'd send me different verses, which was just so great. You know, that's what friends do. And then I look down and I have the same thing and had no idea. Ben had it for years, actually. I, I used to read that particular version of the Bible for years. And the, at the time I read it, I did not, um, I was not aware of the Holy Spirit in me. So I stopped because it wasn't sticking. But now I have the Holy Spirit and I have that Bible. It's like, whoa, I can do a whole lot more things now, right? That's what I'm talking about. Get to know who the Godhead is. The enlightenment and the world in front of you is in, is there's an infinite world in front of you, infinite. So your relationship would go on forever and ever and ever. And then when you are raptured, you will see the benefits of that, right? I say rapture because of the times that we're in right now. And I think that I'm going to stop right here because we're at 20 minutes. And I want to thank you for your time. And I think my next podcast on change assessment management is going to be on feelings. Oh my goodness, I can talk forever on that one. That's a big one. Uh, So I think that's what the next podcast is going to be on. And you know why? Because the Holy Spirit just told me. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. Uh, Look, Check out my book, Little Diary of Relationship Truths. I would love for you to read it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I would love your feedback. How is this podcast helping you? Love at Cardelia.com. I'll look for you next time. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you and so do I. Bye-bye.